Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, here's another great day to serve the Lord, and I'm thankful that you are listening and pray that your day is going to be tremendous. I just pray you do something that's going to be life-changing for somebody, that you'll pray for them or you'll lift them up or you'll just show them the power of God in your life. God wants to use you today. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for another day. Another day to call upon you, another day to ask you to be with us and to lead us. Lord, as you led those in the Old Testament and the New, lead us today. May we follow you. May we be sensitive to what you have for us. May we seek truth. May we seek opportunity to share you with others. Lord, again, thank you and bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know, I like the story that uh, Joshua took over from Moses before entering the promised land. And, you know, Joshua, we see him fighting for God's promises. And I hope we, too, will be diligent about fighting for the promises of God. When he promises to always be with us, we need to take that to heart. To know during the thick and thin, God is there. During times of prosperity and in times of less, God is there. During times of great health and times of sickness, God is there. It is foolishness to think that God is only there when things are going great guns. He wants us to count on him through all phases of our lives. God had told Joshua that he rolled away the the reproach of Egypt for his people. Now they were ready to overcome and capture Jericho. And Jericho, what a fun city that is. I mean, I've been to Jericho, an oldest city known uh, that's known today. And it's still a beautiful little city as you go down the streets and see the palm trees and see the little, oh, I call them, they're little ditches that are like in cement. They're just, it's really a neat place. And go outside of town and see the walls of Jericho, really cool. Well, here before this, Joshua's fighting. Of course, we know it's Joshua and the walls of Jericho. But now they're ready to capture Jericho. The word reproach means blame, disgrace, or shame. When God said he had rolled away the reproach of Egypt, he was trying to get across the point. Egypt represents the world. After a few years of being in the world and becoming worldly, we all need the world's reproach rolled away, every one of us. So many people live in hidden shame because they live a lot of different lifestyle away from the confines of the church than they do at home, and frankly, they don't want anyone to know about it. A lot of people live in secret sin. Well, I got news for you. It might be secret to your friends and family, but it's not secret to God. He sees everything you do. And the fact is, like Adam and Eve, they thought they they could hide from God, hide behind the trees, the brush. But we can't. God gives us his grace, and this can be taken two ways. God gives us his unmerited favor. In other words, we don't deserve it, but he gives it to us. And the other way is God gives us his empowering, the empowering of the Holy Spirit. We're empowered by the Holy Spirit to do mighty things, things we could not do on our own. Well, God delivers, and God delivered Joshua. And listen to Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 through 5 in the Old Testament. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. 
March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carrying trumpets of ram horns in ram, horn, ram horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times. When the priests blowing the trumpets, with the priests blowing the trumpets, when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse, and the army will go up, everyone straight in. Well, the Lord delivered Jericho into Joshua's hands. You can't understand why just going around, it was being obedient to God. It wasn't crashing the, the wall. It was doing something simple in obedience that seemed silly. But yes, they did what God wanted them to do. They had marching orders. And folks, marching orders don't always make sense. Things you think that you should be doing, they may not always make sense. March around the city, and on the seventh day, seven times with the priest blowing trumpets and give a loud shout, and you will be victorious. You get Joshua, you wonder what he's thinking. But but he knew that what God had led, how God had led Moses, and he knew how God had led him. So you know, it made a lot of sense to him, but a lot of people that didn't make sense to. But you know what? It produced victory. One of my favorite hymns of all times is Victory in Jesus. There is victory in Jesus. There's victory in God Almighty when you put your faith and your trust in Him. And you don't allow the world to persuade you, oh, you can't do that. I used to think that years ago when uh, when I was going to move to Vancouver, Washington. I used, and, and we came here in a, a church, that, and it grew pretty rapidly. And, and we talked about building a building. And I said, no, we can't do that. That costs too much money. Well, I'm telling you, I had a friend of mine named Mel, my best friend at the time, who passed away two years ago, he was always saying, Tom, we can build this building. We can do it. You got to have faith. You got to believe. And eventually I gave in. And eventually we uh, built the building and the church just prospered amazingly. The first Sunday we had the building open. It was Easter Sunday, 2005. We had 1,400 people that came to church that Sunday. It was an amazing thing. When I walked out there on stage, I just... I about fell over. I just, it was the hand of God stamped what we were doing. Well, you know, I remember as a young boy, you know, uh, my wife and I, we moved to Boise. I'm not a young boy. My, my bo- boy was young, but we moved to Boise, Idaho in 1988 when I was younger. And I didn't think it made any sense. But God always sees the big uh, picture. He shows us his will and his time. I left a church that was prospering, a church that had over a thousand people in it. And, and we had eight staff members and we had been there for years together. And I loved the church and I loved Vancouver. But that isn't what God wanted. God wanted Denise and I to take this struggling church in Boise and do what we could to, to do the will of God. And we did. You know, there's going to be some lessons learned along the way as we do these things. You know, for us, the lessons were we had to live by faith. We didn't have the finances. As I said the other day, our finances were at a minimum, and we just had to put our trust in God and do some things just to try to make it, kind of try to live by Ramsey's rule of law. And and we made it. We made it, and God took care of us, and God has grown the church, which we're excited about. But you know what? It's about saying yes to God. God wants us to hold back nothing and be willing to do whatever he asks, you know, whatever he says. It may not make perfect sense. This move to Boise did not make perfect sense to me. In fact, I, I had not made, it, make up my mind, made up my mind to come. 
But the Holy Spirit got a hold of my wife and says, I want you to go. And my wife had always told me that she wanted to stay in Vancouver for a long, long time. Her parents were there. Our little boy was 11 months old. They always took care of him. Everything was everything was great. But uh, that isn't what God wanted. God said, it's time. It's time to move forward. And I've said this many times from the beginning in Bible study, that the Lord is with those who are obedient, with those who will say yes. Joshua 6.27 says, So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame spread throughout the land. Why? Because the very key phrase, the Lord was with Joshua. Why was he with Joshua? Because he listened to what he asked of him. Joshua had to constantly take on the enemy with strategy from God. See, God needs spiritual warriors to take on the enemy. Can you be a spiritual warrior for him? Or will you back down in crisis? Or will you go hide? The enemy is out to devour you. The enemy does not want you to walk with God or trust in him or be obedient to him. He wants you to follow the way of the world and the empty philosophies that go with it. It's time for us to step to the plate, every single one of us, and be warriors of the cross defending Jesus Christ at every opportunity and bringing home victory for his cause. See, enemies will be defeated if you stay strong in the Lord. Oh, it might be a fight, but the victory is ours if we stand on God's promises. That reminds me of another old hymn, Standing on the Promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing. I'm standing on the promises of God. All through the book of Joshua, He stayed close to God, and he received God's blessings. I know one thing. I want to have the blessings of God and know know that he is with me during every issue that comes my way. And I think that if we do that, we'll see the power of God unfold in our lives in such a mighty way, and we'll understand his presence, and we will be led by his spirit. I believe that. I think we have to be praying people. I think we need more prayer. You know, I just, uh, we have a prayer time. I've told you this many, many times on Thursday morning for the last 16, 17 years, every Thursday morning for an hour, eight to nine. And we just just meet and all we do is pray. There might be six of us, there might be four of us, there might be 10 of us, but we just pray. And we just pray as the Holy Spirit leads. But it's been a great practice. We need to do that in our homes to practice calling upon God each and every day. We need to do that in our church, calling upon God each day. God wants his people to connect with him. God wants to be in touch with us. Are you doing your part? Are you saying yes to the call of God? Are you seeking God's will? I've had to do that on a number of occasions in my life when it came to change, when it came to what does God want of me? And every time in his time, He provided me the answer. He provided me the way. He showed me this is what I want you to do. And he will do that for all of us. I think one of the things that causes problems with a lot of people is they are not looking for what God wants for them. They pray about it, but they are not looking for the answer. God wants to be there for you. He loves you, has a wonderful plan for your life. And I pray God would bless you. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit of God, minister to your people today. Lord Jesus, may they follow you. May they not be afraid. May they have the courage that Joshua had and lead them and guide them 
Open up doors, shut other doors, show them what they should do. Thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.